This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Squire Radio, I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD. Hey, Bo. Good morning, man. Man, good morning. Good, good, good day. Good noon to you, sir. Good noon to you. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, man, yeah, it's a, a gosh, beautiful day. The temperature's kind of hovering there in the uh, upper 70s, you know, and so we're kind of flirting with uh, a little a little hot, but Man. but also a nice chill uh, in the evening, and it's, uh, yeah, it's been it's been good around here. Yeah, it's not, it hadn't been too bad. I mean, the problem with the, the it being kind of warm in October is the weather constantly being in flux, as yeah. it is wont to do around no, this that's time right. of year, yeah, yeah. especially here. And uh, so, as, as listeners may can tell from the sound of my voice, I'm missing part of my voice. Uh, about a couple of days ago, man, I got like deathly ill right before having to travel for work. Uh, and so, the, it, was a, it was a miserable travel experience. And my voice was pretty much all but shot. Just shot. Yeah. yeah. Two days ago. And so I, I took a, uh, a vow of silence for 48 hours. <laughs> and, the, and the world was thankful. I'm, I'm telling right? you. We, we needed a break. My Sometimes wife and kids definitely break. were. But yeah. like I would not speak over a whisper <laughs> for the last 48 hours in preparation for the show. So hopefully well, my voice good. won't go out. No, you sound, yeah, you sound you sound good. No, that's good. I'll, I'll try to uh, make up for it. Man, I got I to gotta <laughs> mention this at the top of the show. So like I said, I was I was traveling. I was actually in D.C. this over this weekend. Did you um, go to like a conference or something? Where yeah. were you? We've uh, it was actually a big weekend for Pottery. We had two different shows that both had live shows going on. Uh, one was in DC. I want to say the other one was in Charlotte, but I okay. was I was actually at the one in DC. Okay. And uh, and while I was there, I remembered connecting with one of our listeners, John Fody, before online. Of course, yeah. he was oh, yeah. part of the uh, the toast to John David uh, <laughs> episode as well. And and I was like, oh yeah, you know, John's in DC. I, I, next time I go, I want to make sure I, I reach out and connect with him. And so I, I shot him a, a direct message when I arrived, and we we got together for breakfast. Um, really great time john was a uh, very very uh kind showed me uh one of the uh, uh the the waffle it's not a waffle house it's i think it's called uh wicked waffle Wait, is that their version of waffle house I, or is that like a boutique like small batch artisan version of waffle House? i think it's more the ar- artisanal <laughs> waffle type situation uh-huh, and uh-huh. with a name like wicked waffle it sounds like a chain that maybe came out of boston yeah you know, no that's right new england yeah, yeah. but one way or the other uh it was it was a great time connecting that's with great. john yeah uh, in such fact, a Dear, dear friend of the show, John actually uh, uh, gave gave us a little bit of a uh, a gift. Is, it, is that what this is? That's here? what that is over there. Okay, yeah, th- yeah. This is uh, of course I I walk in and this immediately piques my interest. This is a uh, McClelland Christmas Cheer 2016. Yeah, man. And uh, yeah, it is a uh, man. It's a nice mason jar uh, that is uh, one of the kind of short squat mason jars. It's uh, full things. of some full of some delicious flake. And uh, dude, that what a great gift. That is really really kind. I just I have to smell it. Ah, it's a delicious ketchup, and it kind of works so because good. this is essentially like a ghost of Christmas past. Not oh, to yeah. not to dive too too yeah, much yeah. ahead of ourselves. I saw that, yeah. But this oh, is good. really cool, man. So <laughs> so me and John, we're we're sitting there, we're talking, we're catching up, and uh, you know, over some waffles, and uh, and there's there's a guy right behind John that I think he's he's ordering his food and he's kind of hanging out. And um, overhears us talking, and of course, you know, we're talking about the podcast. We're talking about just kind of podcasting in general, and, and Country Squire Radio. And uh, the gentleman comes over and goes, "Hey, excuse me, are y'all talking about Country Squire Radio?" No. And we look at him, we're like, "Yeah." And we're like, "He goes, I love that show." And I said, "Oh." And then I, I make kind of a calculated decision because what I'm about to say is not validated in the way that I'm saying it. Because again, I have lost my voice, and as much <laughs> as I sound sick right now, I sounded like I was on death's doorstep, like, like. Like like Batman begins gargle in my voice. Okay, you understand right. what I'm saying. So yep. I did not sound like myself, but I decided to say it anyway. I said, "Oh, I'm actually Bo from Country Squire Radio." Knowing full well, I didn't even sound like myself. <laughs> but uh, this guy Wesley James Young, shout out to Wesley who Dude, came. Dude, that's incredible. So this was at. Wicked Waffle. This is at Wicked and, Waffle, and, and you met someone just because they overheard you talking about Country Squire Radio yep. with our friend John, and then and then he walked. Dad, that's insane. How cool is that? Oh, it's great, dude. I man. felt like a rock star. Yeah, it's awesome. Got to, I, Wesley was clearly. I mean, he had to he had to head out to work, so we only got to chat for like a brief, <laughs> brief moment. Uh, but he did mention that that's he's, hilarious. He's a fan of uh, Standwell Pipes and would love for us to do a uh, Standwell episode. That's a great. Yeah, that's a great idea. I think that is yeah, very Standwell, very cool. of course, a you know historic pipe brand uh, traditionally made in 
uh, Denmark. I think most of them are made in the UK now. But uh, man, awesome brand. Yeah, we need to we need to look we at Stanwell. Yeah. But I, I do want to like again, just great. again, John Wesley. Thank y'all so much. Uh, just really, really uh, made that, that DC trip special. And I'm yeah. sorry that I sounded like I was on death's doorstep. <laughs> it's like yeah, I didn't I didn't know Bo sounded like Gollum. They they must have had a really uh, yeah. re- really impressive like uh, you know uh, altering. What do you call it when you mix it up after we uh, you do the edits and yeah, stuff? Yeah, 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 all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, that must be impressive. Whoever we're paying to do that, we're not paying enough. Apparently, well, it's like they yeah. say. Like you, you don't, you don't look like how you sound. Well, then I didn't even sound like how I sound. No, that, <laughs> so, yeah, that's right. So that's how it is. Uh, but man, look, we've got coming up here. I'm, I'm hoping that I'm recovering uh, rapidly because if not, it's going to seriously deter my week plans. Yeah. Because not only do we have trick or treats coming up here in the next couple of days, we got the Jackson Pipe Night happening this week. That's right, man. Thursday night, uh, November first, Jackson Pipe Night from seven to nine p.m. here at the Country Squire, and uh, we're really excited. Yeah, this year we're going kind of above and beyond because not only are we doing the normal. Uh, slow smoke competition, um, live music, cold beer, uh, gourmet popsicles from our friends at Deep South Pops, all oh, all, yeah, those all those good things. Oh, that's awesome! Really cool. Have a bunch of pipes. Come hang out with uh, my boy Bill Haggerty, who uh, is a, a great friend and uh, and does a really good job for Law DC. But um, anyway, so yeah, Thursday night, uh, November first, and uh, man, we look forward to to seeing all of you. Please come. It's gonna be fun, man. Now, of course, we also have something else coming up here uh, in in November. Uh, this is going on now, dude. This this is this is going on now. Yeah, and, and you got to get them in. We're talking, of course, about the Thanksgiving Custom Cob Competition. Uh, now, we've mentioned this uh, for the last several episodes. Uh, we did this last year around Christmas time. We're doing it this year around Thanksgiving. And what we're doing is we're encouraging all of y'all to go out and get a Missouri Meerschaum pipe. You you don't have to get too crazy with this either. You can you can kind of paint a an intricate portrait on it. You can put some feathers on it. Basically, the goal is <laughs> we want this to be kind of a Thanksgiving inspired design. Uh, turn it into a cornucopia, you know, whatever it may be. Uh, maybe turn like paint a little, make it like a little turkey in and of itself, like a roasted turkey type situation. <laughs> but one way or the other, uh, all the details on the custom competition are coming up, and of course those uh, those are available on our Facebook and Twitter. But we've got to get those entries in by November twelfth. November twelfth. So yeah. you need to finish them up and get them in quickly if you're going to make it in. I remember That's last right. year we That's had right. somebody who didn't get it in in quite enough time, uh, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Like there was one that he, maybe it just barely got in. I think like the day of. Right, yeah, right. The there day, was there was kind of, of a question of whether or not we were going to count it. I I think we did we did count it. <laughs> maybe we did. I can't I can't quite remember. One way or the other, you want to make sure that you do get them in, and so those have to be in by November 12th. That's right. And there's a lot of goodies involved too. If you happen to be the winner, not only do you get an amazing artisanal trophy uh but but from what i understand you get a little bit of tobacco too is that right john Man, the country squire is throwing in a unopened uh eight ounce bag of uh esoterica penzance and so the the owner will get that if you're not an english blend smoker sell it and you can make a car payment uh with it uh, uh, but man we were we were really thrilled about uh giving that away one of our listeners also is going to chip in some uh some stonehaven it's not a open, right. it's, it's it's an opened pouch of stone he's actually going to uh gift some of his personal stonehaven to uh to the winner as well so really, really exciting there, and uh, we're, we're fired up. Of course, this is sponsored by our friends at Missouri Meerschaum. We talk about them every week. Absolutely. And love and believe in them. And, um, and, and, you know, so you have to use a Missouri Meerschaum pipe. Uh, it has to be smokable, but other than that, you can go uh, all out with it. And, of course, you want to send those to 1855 Lakeland Drive, Suite C, as in Charlie, 10, Jackson, Mississippi, 39216. Yes, yeah, so let's get them in. Can't wait to see what you guys come up with and gals too as i recall we had a uh, oh, female we did. competitor last we year did. So, yeah, yeah. you guys and gals come up with uh, we, we can't wait to see a female competitor painted the uh painted the pipes for my my wedding that's right yeah that's right it's sure, beautiful sure did yeah. all right man so uh happy halloween to you yeah likewise this yeah. is tis the, tis the season of, of tricks and treats <laughs> no, that's right and that's and right. we are uh two treatful trickery uh, tri- uh yes <laughs> I always knew you were a trick. Yeah. Uh, well, we're definitely turning treats over this week because we're talking about treacherous tobaccos. Now, in years past, we've done some different things for our Halloween special. We've looked at evil, sinister pipe smokers. We've looked at uh, some more sinister uh, uh, pipes and, and the different styles that you might look at and be ah scared of if you uh, happen to see them or smoke them. But this year, we're kind of carrying on a tradition from last year, which is we're looking at treacherous tobaccos. Yeah. And this was fun. Man, because we kind of put that out there over the last couple of episodes, 
And when I say that, like, the feedback is still rolling in, the feedback is still rolling oh, li- in. Literally, as like, of right now, we, we may even read some in that uh, we get through Facebook and Twitter, uh, you know, while we're while we're doing the show. It's just been a constant stream. And the great thing is, is that we, we kind of left that up to interpretation. Like, you know, there, there was kind of some question, well, do you mean it, it smokes bad? Or, well, do you mean that, you know, it, it's flavored in a certain way? And the question is, you know, the answer to that was, was yes, whatever, whatever, whatever you want it to you. be. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so, man, we got we got some some excellent excellent treacherous <laughs> tobaccos to talk about. Tonight. Well, like you said, you, you, people took this in a in a bunch of different ways. Like you know, we always talk about this. A lot of the uh, familiar names kind of have come up. Uh, tobaccos that uh, you know just uh, uh, can really uh, leave your palate wanting, uh, or, or may have destroyed your palate actually. <laughs> uh, but you know, you you could go about this in several different ways. Uh, you know, some some tobaccos are just named uh, in in treacherous ways. Some tobaccos um, are are really nasty. They're something that you just don't ever want to smoke again because of the taste. Uh, some tobaccos are incredibly strong, uh, and so they leave you kind of in this, uh, you know, stupor after <laughs> after you smoke them. Uh, and some some names and, and tobaccos are just kind of kind of funny, you know, and they, and they belong there too. <laughs> uh, and so uh, so anyway, we've got several uh, several folks that have kind of pitched in on this. I, I love this. Uh, uh, we'll start with uh, you know kind of the obvious tokens, right? The ones that are you know they're named after Halloween or something sure, spooky sure. Or, or whatever um the the uh, our, our friend gregory caesar he comes in and says uh dan tobacco's devil's holiday obviously something oh, yeah. you have to at least uh you know uh, tip your hat to just out of uh you know uh, respect they uh, devil's holiday is named after a 1930s benny carter uh swing song uh, is, oh, is that right? What this is named after? I'm actually I'm not actually familiar with the the music itself, I'm but uh, that that's up. that's uh, where that came from. Interesting. Um, it's a Virginia Black Cavendish mixture. It has a berry topping, so it doesn't really sound like something that's uh, particularly spooky or unapproachable. Well, I wonder um, if it's now that I, I I thought maybe Devil's Holiday was in direct reference to Halloween, but now yeah. knowing that, maybe it's more holiday and in, in the way that the 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 British use it, which is more of like a vacation, like the Devil's Vacation. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting, no, but yeah. appropriate for the treacherous. Yeah, th- I think so. Uh, and, and then obviously the other uh, kind of obvious uh, nod we we pull out, um, you know, the um, uh, Cornell Deal Mixture Monster series. Series, right, which is uh, comes out every year. Uh, great series. This is something that uh, you know any aromatic smoker is going to enjoy. Uh, what I like, they do this here. They do it every year. It is a concoction of uh, black Cavendish, Burley, uh, and Virginia tobaccos, and you're going to get kind of a caramel apple flavor. Uh, so it's, it's, it's certainly like a you know taste of the season. Yeah, kind of thing. You know, we yeah. always have the state fair here in Mississippi uh, during October, uh, and that's you know mm. you, you get that kind of thought that you know bobbing for for apples kind of deal. That's uh, I think what they're going for, but uh, Mixture Monster, they always have this in four uh, collectible tins, uh, which is really smart if you're a tobacco company. You want to uh, make it uh, multiple versions that you have to buy, and, and they're collectible. So, nice. Uh, you know, which, uh, and they are beautiful. You know, the artwork is always really interesting and um, and, and super spooky. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll give those a nod, uh, you know, obviously. Well, I, you know, you also have to kind of look, too, at, uh, say, Haunted Bookshop. Yeah, no, which that's, of that's course right. you know it is, it is haunted after all. It it, it is. It, <laughs> it is. Mike Murphy wrote and said, "Haunted bookshop." He said, "Dear Lord, is this a treacherous tobacco? Meaning, there's just too much burly for my gentle palate." <laughs> <laughs> May we love Mike? It's actually kind of cool. Uh, Mike interviewed me yesterday uh, on his podcast. Oh, right on. And, and so, uh, if, which is Pipe and Tamper. Uh, be sure to check them out. But that uh, that episode will come out uh, later this year, probably closer on uh, to Thanksgiving or, or Christmas. But anyway, stay tuned for that. We love Mike. Big big friend of his big fan of his show and and thankful for him but just um, keep that haunted bookshelf or the the, the, the haunted <laughs> bookshop away from it. yeah you know haunted bookshop it's got a uh a, a lot of uh burly in it it's uh, a coarse cut tobacco it can burn uh you know a little uh differently because uh you know if you're not used to that type of cut and then of course the addition of parique uh you know it's just really really something uh michael uh Natalie or Natale, he he chimes in after Mike and he says, uh, and the four times he's tried to age haunted bookshop, he's been rewarded with mold. So so it's mm. one of those things. It's like it's not even going to let you age it, right? You know, you, you have to smoke it immediately. And if you can't, you know, make it through that, it's almost like the 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 uh, the charm that disappears. It rejects you. Know, you. No, it, it does. It reje- yeah, yeah. if you reject it, it rejects you, and then it's we gone. summon so, the spirits yeah, of my, this haunted bookshop. My, Michael's like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to age this and take the edge off, and there it's like, no. Nah. 
no, you, you can't, you can't, you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> John Garrett also says, you know, he's got to be the cult blood red moon. Um, yeah, which I, th- I thought was nice. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's cherry tre- treachery in every tent. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That cherry uh, treachery, uh, you know, particularly if you're not, uh, you know, aromatic smoker, lots of uh, aromatic flavors in that, in those cult series tobaccos and lots of, uh, lots, lots of cherry. Man, um, I won't say any cherry it should be considered evil, I, evil, <sighs> evil tobacco. Yeah. You know, I, I think I, when I think of cherry tobaccos, I think more of Valentine's Day and less of, uh, you know, l- less of uh, Halloween. But that's that's just me. Okay. All right, um, uh, it, other other token ones that obviously would, you know are just spooky enough in their name alone to kind of evoke Halloween. We've got the uh, the old one series uh, from Cornell and Deal. Lots of Cornell and Deal mentions here sure, t- yeah. today. Um, uh, the old one series, if you're not familiar with it, it's a series based on or inspired by rather H.P. Uh, Lovecraft, the kind of early oh, right, right, early right. Uh, 20th century um, you know pulp fiction writer. Lots of uh, uh, kind of the genesis of sci-fi, spooky, uh, I, I, horror. You know, it just you've got a lot of that uh, going on. But they've got a uh, five different tobaccos there that are um, that are really good. Some tobaccos uh, for people just taste uh, disgusting, though. <laughs> you, you know, they're just kind of seem to be the way that a lot of people took it. Just kind of foul. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, our friend uh, John Atkins and uh, Jeff Vanek, they both chimed in and said 1792 flake from Sam Gay with uh, was uh, you know just. Not on the top of his uh, of their list. Uh, do you have Jeff's comment in front of you, Bo? I'm trying to. Let's see. Think here. I, um, I don't know that I do. Yeah, I've got it. I've got it here. It says. Um, <laughs> it says worst taste ever. <laughs> uh, ghosted my pipe and my beard. Okay. Uh, he says I threw it out. Uh, I threw out the corncob pipe that I've smoked it in uh, and was tempted to shave my beard to get rid of, rid of the lingering smell, ah. uh, which is just foul. Uh, it's the only tobacco I've ever given. Uh, I've I've never given away uh, instead of, um, you know, gift. It, it's, it's, he says the only tobacco he's ever thrown away instead of gifting it to a pipe club member. Wow. Uh, and, he, and he's shuddering even as he thinks of it. So uh, I've actually never tried 1792. Um, uh, it's a Virginia, Kentucky blend. It's one of their better selling flakes at, at Gaywith and, uh, or Sam Gaywith. Um, you know, if you've listened to the show long enough, um, we've talked about uh, Sam Gaywith uh, a lot over the years um, and uh, their, their sister company, with and Hogarth, you'll you'll probably know I'm not a big uh, person. Even that they make really high quality tobaccos. Obviously, people love them. Uh, they're just not for me, you know. So I, I haven't smoked a lot of their uh, their tobaccos. Well, y'all but. aren't alone either, because Barry Timmons also said Samuel Gay with Black XX. He yeah, said, it's the most <laughs> horrific smoke I ever had. I thought I had ruined my pipe after one bowl of the stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we, we we always have folks chime in on uh, on black black XX. Uh, it, it is a um, it, you know if you've never tried uh, it, tried it and and you just I, I don't know you know our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum they are, they make the pipe to smoke black XX in. Wow! If you've never tried it, yeah, and, yeah. and that is any Missouri Meerschaum pipe. Probably a, you want probably want a larger bowl, but um, they uh, you know this is a tobacco that. Um, you know, again, you, you read reviews on it. I encourage you to go to tobaccoreviews.com, look at Black XX. Uh, you'll get a tasting notes of, uh, you know, um, uh, vinegary urine, uh, burnt hair, uh, you know, what? yeah, lots what? of, uh, lots of just really, oh. uh, foul, uh, stomach acid, you know, oh. that I've, I've seen that before. Uh, lots of, uh, just really terrible things. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jordan Scoville, he says, uh, Sam Gay with finest Kindle twist number four, uh, the Stuff packs a mean level of nicotine, and then, uh, of course, several several folks piling on with the uh, the, the black XX from Sam Gay with the most horrific smoke I ever had. Uh, I thought it ruined my pipe after one bowl of the stuff. Um, Commodore Perry he he says uh, black XX. This will put hair on your chest, legs, face, and back. You'll pretty much look like a country squire native after you smoke it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> That's really disgusting. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, lots of lots of folks chiming in there. We also got. Let's see. Uh, uh, Dwayne Dunn says anything from Borkram Riff. Borkram Riff. Yeah, I, I I like this. We've got a lot of folks that are kind of piling on the the hamster cage tobacco. You know, it, it's uh you know they're just not particularly suited for their palates. I guess. Right. But so so the way that he did this, I love this because this kind of speaks to the more like direct treachery, as in like backstabbing right. nature yeah, of, yeah, of yeah, no, the, the word. Yeah. He says anything from uh, from Borkram Riff. He says smells fantastic. Like I'm gonna eat the this whole pouch 
right up into the point that it incinerates on your tongue. Worst tongue bite ever. <laughs> other, uh, other hamster cage tobaccos that are taking some heat uh, as far as their treachery. Our friend uh, Gene Bowker, uh, he goes on to say Captain Black Grape, uh, which uh, yeah. you know it just uh, yeah. is is not uh, not particularly for uh, for me. Uh, Rondi Reeves, uh, Paladin Black Cherry, mm. uh, he says, "quote I have no doubt that Satan's minions blend that stuff in the <laughs> deepest pits of Hades. It's horrific." Wow, <laughs> wow, the, the hate. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. it's just you know. So you've got this aspect where a lot of folks just uh, don't find tobaccos that they particularly appreciate the the flavor of. Um, no, that's like that's like the yeah. Satan's hamster cake. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah that, should be a whole new level. That, that that's right. Um, uh, uh, Daniel Gillum, uh, he says. Uh, Dan Tobacco Ocean Liner. It's interesting. We've got a lot of uh, Dan Tobacco stuff, a lot of Cornell and Deal stuff, and a lot of uh, Sam Gaywith stuff popping up today. But uh, he he says, uh, black and bright, uh, more like burning coals stoked into the engine driving the Ocean Liner. Ooh. Wow. 12 years ago, and I can still taste it in my mind. Wow. <laughs> it haunted. It lingered. Um, it, it, it did. It, it, it lingered. Um, it, me, uh, you know, other, other blends that I'll kind of throw in on the, uh, you know, these are nasty tasting uh, tobaccos. Um, you know, Gaywith and Hogarth uh, Lakeland Dark. Uh, that was uh, some of that was gifted to me. Um, I guess it was probably a couple of years ago um, by a friend. And I, you know, if I want to put uh, an entire bottle of Bath and Body Works scented lotion in my mouth, then I'll just go do that. Yeah, like I, mean, I you, you know, I, I I can buy that uh, here locally, and uh, it'll be just as disgusting as smoking uh, Lakeland Dark. Uh, Bow and Black Pepper. I'll leave it at that. Black pepper tobacco. So I like black pepper. I, I, I like black tobacco. I thought I did too. Yeah. Bad, no, I, bad combination. I, I I thought I did too. You know? Two great tastes that taste terrible together. Again, if I want to put black pepper in my uh, pipe tobacco, if anyone <laughs> if anyone likes that tobacco, I, I'd I'd be interested to um to hear to hear from you. A lot of it's kind of a small uh, you know Valen tobaccos. Of course, you know longtime listeners will know tobacco uh, number fourteen is one of my favorites. I I love that blend and keep plenty on hand. Uh, but that's you know the only one I've really connected with from mm. Valen. I'd be interested to know if anyone smoked uh, black pepper from them. Interesting. All right, so we also have, uh, let's see, Nick Blackwell says Royal Yacht. Yep. says, sounds like you're going on a cruise. Sounds like smooth sailing. <laughs> if you don't smoke it slow enough, though, you might not like the flavor straight from the tin. And the nicotine will knock you out. Again, yep. it's a little bit of that treachery. It, it, it is, right? The, the backstabbing flavor of it. Royal Yacht is interesting to me because... Um, you know, it, it, it's advertised as a Virginia blend, right? We we, mm. we hear this as, oh, it's a blend of these soft, you know, matured Virginias and all this stuff. And you smoke it, and it's, uh, you know, it's kind of, it's deceiving. It's backstabbing, right? You, you're getting these kind of uh, nice flavors, and uh, it, it does taste like a matured Virginia. You've got some uh, kind of rich uh, natural sugars there. Uh, and, and then, you know, about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes into the smoke, you try to stand up. And, and and you can't. <laughs> it's just it's just really strong. This stuff is uh, marketed You've been as possessed. You know, I, I, it's just interesting to me. Like I, they market this as Virginias, but um, Virginias don't do that to you. Like like Virginias just don't do what Royal Yacht does does to you. I, I'm I'm positive there's some dark fire Kentucky uh, in there, but that you know it, it, it that is uh, that that'll spook the uh, the Dickens out of you. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Mark Payne said, "Old Joe Krantz uh, uh, has quite a reputation." Yep. He says, "Though I love this stuff, uh, other notorious and uh, divisive blends: Black Irish X, Old Dark Fired, Warhorse Green, Jackknife Plug." He <laughs> says, "My horror blend would be half and a half: the Ultimate Pipe Haunter." Yeah, that's 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 good. That's that's good. That that would be very haunting. We we talked about on an episode, I think, around the holidays uh, last year. Uh, it might have been a tobacco talk or you know a review we did about a year ago around christmas time but the uh, old joe Krantz is one of those that uh particularly the room note it'll it'll run all the demons out of the room because it's uh <laughs> it's uh it's not a particularly um you know good smelling um uh, other other folks that go along with that uh we talked about all the black xx reviews just foul stuff uh th- this is another one gay within hogarth black irish triple x um <laughs> we we had uh, our friend mitchell Crittell, he he uh, popped this in, uh, you know, that is just really bad. I, I I was not particularly familiar with this tobacco. I've never smoked it. I don't, uh, we don't carry it in the shop. So I wanted to look into it a little bit. I looked into Black Irish Triple X uh, from Gaywith and Hogarth, which is probably really similar to Black 
uh, XX. He says, a reader on tobacco reviews, so this is not Mitchell, but a, a reader, <laughs> he says, so I tried the rope from Gaywith and Hogarth tonight. It is vomitous rubbish. <laughs> mm. I have never been so thoroughly repulsed by tobacco in my life. Wow. Uh, its rank flavor still lingers on my hands. Its only use could be as a cruel initiation <laughs> or some kind of sick <laughs> joke. Uh, all true lovers of tobacco must avoid this soul-shattering statement of hatred for mankind. Wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, I, I have been used... Uh, Let's see, I have been used and made the plaything of some malevolent force uh, that still laughs at my uh, well-meaning curiosity as I cry myself to sleep. Oh, snap. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's, it stuff is really strong. It it, uh, it sounds uh, just downright awful. No, the, yeah. the hate is real. <laughs> Relio Delio said, uh, I love them, but Mac Barron's tobaccos might be considered treacherous. I'd put some VAs in there. Uh, have to have to smoke them slow to get the flavor if you don't pay attention. They can burn. No, they can. And uh, Mac Barron, I I love what Mac Barron does to uh, their Virginias. I think they make some of the best flakes uh, out there, and just and just love uh, love what they do uh, at their factory. But um, it, you know, it, a, a a hallmark of Mac Barron tobaccos on average is that you have to sip them. You have to smoke them slow. Mm. They're real uh, bright, uh, leaf heavy. Uh, lots and lots of natural sugar. And um, you know, I don't know. There may be some type of uh, agent there as well. Uh, I don't know if it'd be probably not vinegar, some type of uh, agent preservative that they're putting in there that just reacts with your tongue. And if you don't sip a Mac Baron tobacco, it really will uh, light you up and, and your uh, your tongue will, will not thank you for it. Yeah. All right. Let's see. And then uh, finally I'm on mine, I got Portland Paul. He says all the monster series, specifically the non-aromatic from uh is it to something uh suge suge thank you uh is <laughs> there's no way i was gonna pronounce no, that you, right. you weren't no, uh okay. it says all the non-aromatic uh monster series from suge is so intense and almost cautiously strong it feels like they're trying to murder you yeah it says i love english oriental balkan blends two songs uh, are uh, <clears throat> suge it's got a t in there man it does it, it, it does you're, you're right the you're silent right. t the enemy of dyslexics everywhere <laughs> suge uh aromatics on the other hand are uh, usually delicious yeah yeah, yeah. Su- suge does a good job with those but uh yeah that that i have heard that from other uh other smokers from um you know of their non-aromatics so um let's see what else do we have here uh Patrick Barrett, uh, other strong tobaccos. Patrick, of course, dear friend of, of both the show and the shop, lives on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Uh, about six months ago, I was pretty sure that I was a big Perique smoker, but then I ordered some Cornell and Deal exclusive. Uh, it has 50% Perique in it. Uh, I was forced to face the fact that my love of musty, spicy stuff comes in a much lower than that. It comes in at much lower than that, uh, like 25% or so. Uh, too much of good thing uh, can certainly be found. And so, uh, you know, I think that's that's certainly true. Other stuff that comes out, uh, Bayou Night uh, from Cornell and Deal. Uh, one, one person on Tobacco Reviews wrote, uh, this reminds me of those extra, 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 extra hot barbecue sauces <laughs> that leave you barely able to taste the sauce and instead leave you begging for a glass of milk uh, to relieve the pain of the of the chili. And so <laughs> uh, wow. it's, it's rather amazing that this blend is even smokable, seeing as it has so much perique. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I have smoked um, smoked Bayou Night uh, one time. Bayou Morning gets a lot because it's a little more popular. We hear about Bayou Morning and the strength of it. Bayou Night, not as popular, uh, and so we don't hear about it as much. But, uh, gosh, uh, you know, I, I encourage you, if you're looking for something for a big nicotine hit, maybe you're a, a recovering cigarette smoker that just wants some strength, uh, it, this stuff could choke a donkey. I mean, it's just it's, it's filthy. Uh, it, it really is uh, It really is way too strong yeah <laughs> man i mean you know it's it's amazing we got so many different thoughts and and you know if, if you haven't checked out on facebook yet or on twitter i mean they keep on rolling in and there's so many great uh, uh yeah like great bad reviews if you will like like it's not just a bad review it's it's so artistically done you uh-huh. know, like you, you, uh-huh. got, you got to go and check about it. It's, it's wonderful just to see all of those and, uh, and feel free to pile on. It, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a good time for tricks and treats. And if you like treats, treat yourself to a great quality pipe from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. Missouri Meerschaum. That's right. That's right. Specifically, we're talking this week. I mean, it's, it's apropos, really. We're talking the Outlaw, Outlaw series. 
uh, Outlaw series, of course, is a uh, you know horse thieves and uh, and bandit series uh, sponsored and or in, inspired uh, and, and and for sale at Missouri Mearsham. You can go to corncobpipe.com and uh, they're easily findable there. Uh, the Jesse James corncob pipe. Uh, they have another one after Cole Younger and the Bell Star uh, pipe. I actually was not uh, familiar with Cole Younger. Uh, that's and, odd to me. And Bell Star I, I, until I you know saw this series, and so it was cool. I, you know, I, I got to research some of them and and, and their stories, and that was uh, that was interesting. All of these uh, pipes are uh, tend to be uh, might as well be nose warmers. They're they're pretty short pipes, uh, very high quality uh, black stem. You've got the um, the hardwood insert in the bottom uh, and the stovepipe uh, kind of look on the the front of the uh, the bowl there. That stovepipe uh, Missouri Meerschaum that is indicative. You, you've got that in the Patriot and a few other uh, kinds of spindle look that that's there. Um, I love that cup. And uh, and and the black uh, the black uh, you know uh, varnish that's on the the bowl itself is just really attractive. So um, Outlaw series of corncob pipes from Missouri Meerschaum offers pipe enthusiasts an old west experience with the cool smoking. Jesse James, Bell Star, and Cole Younger Pipes. So, uh, again, that's available at corncobpipe.com. You can get it straight from the source. Those retail at $16.99 and are all available right now. And if you're incorporating a Missouri Meerschaum pipe into your Halloween costume this year, be sure to tweet those into us. We love retweeting it out. It's a great way to let the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum know you appreciate them for sponsoring this show. Pipe Question of the Week. All right, man, we got a pipe question this week coming into us from uh, Chris, and I love this. Chris actually put a, a yeah. pronunciation guide uh, with, with his last name, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I'm still going to butcher it. You probably will. Domalin. Domalin? Dumalin. Dumalin. Yeah. See, yeah. you can't, there's just, yeah. there's no, there's no crack in the code <laughs> with me. There's just, there's, I, I could try, but it's just, it's not going to happen. Yeah, you, you know, some sometimes... Um, I'm not even going to go there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So here's you're, what you're hopeless. Here's yeah. what I, Chris, of I course, uh, president of the uh, Lone Star Pipe Club. Uh, they just put on the uh, Texas Pipe Show. Dear, dear friend of the show and, uh, and of the uh, Country Squire. All right, man. Here we go. He says, "I've been smoking a pipe since the spring of 2000. I picked up the pipe because cigars were just too expensive for my college budget, and ended up falling in love with the pipe in a way that cigars never matched. In the last 18 plus years, I've all." almost entirely been a pipe smoker and have only smoked a handful of cigars. Recently, however, I was offered a cigar that a friend had been aging in his humidor for five plus years. Yeah. And as I didn't have my pipe with me, I gratefully accepted it. I was surprised, delighted, and fascinated that the relatively cheap cigar had turned into a beautiful flavored stick with addition with the addition of time. I got it got me thinking that now that I'm not a poor college student, <laughs> maybe it's time to explore cigars again, especially since I've all, I'll always be primarily a pipe guy, which means that I won't actually smoke cigars very often. Yeah. This will make it easy for me to sit uh, on some sticks and age them properly. That said, it seems that I'm out of my depth. I'm smoking a hundred different pipe tobaccos <laughs> and understand the flavor profiles of nearly every pipe leaf out there. But when it comes to cigars, I find myself at a loss. So the question is, as an avid Virginia Perique lover and someone who never smokes aromatics, what should I look for in a cigar? What leaves, wrappers are going to be the most similar to the experience that I'm used to and what will age well? Thanks, guys. And again, that's from Chris D. out in Texas. <laughs> Man, great question. You know, we've got a lot of uh, a lot of pipe smokers get started. Uh, they were introduced to cigars, but then uh, they were uh, horrified at how uh, I- expensive they were. You know, cigars uh, nowadays, of course, uh, probably the average age of a or average price of a premium uh, long filler cigar, I don't know, eight, nine, ten dollars. I mean, it's they they're um, you know they're 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 expensive, and that's per smoke, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's one cigar, and uh, you know, ten dollars down the drain, they're delicious. You know, so many people love them, but uh, yeah, they 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 are expensive. Um, so yeah, a couple of options for you. Um, you know, uh, the Avo XO uh, is one of my, my personal favorite cigars. This is a, um, it's a Connecticut seed uh, cigar. Connecticut uh, seeds actually do come from the state of Connecticut. A lot of folks are like, they don't grow tobacco up there. Well, yes, they do. Oh, snap. <laughs> and uh, don't uh, don't tell that to the, the growers of this stuff because they sure do. Um, delicious, uh, you know, very light flavored uh, tobaccos, but 
They've taken a Connecticut seed and they've sun grown it, so it's they've exposed it uh, in Ecuador actually to um, you know to more sun, which gives it a uh, kind of a zesty, uh, little bit of a peppery flavor, but not overwhelming by any means. It's not particularly spicy um, and uh, just super smooth. It, it reminds me a lot of my favorite uh, bright Virginia leaves. I, I really uh, really like the Avo XO, uh, so so I would I would highly point you to that. Uh, any any cigar that the, there are so many. Uh, Sumatra, Ecuadorian Sumatra cigars on the market right now. And that's another wrapper leaf that I would point you to. Um, Ecuadorian Sumatra leaves actually come from the island of Sumatra. It's in Indonesia. Um, and, uh, you know, it's been common for them recently to be grown in Ecuador. So it does something special to the, uh, you know, the leaf growing in that kind of environment. Uh, the climate there is incredibly, um, you know, uh, perfect for, you know, cigar uh, leaf cultivation and all that kind of stuff. And uh, the elevation as well, you know, lots of mountains uh, in that part of the world. And so um, Ecuador and Sumatra wrappers, they're, they're, they're medium to full, uh, but very much, very much closer to the medium uh, side of the Mm. spectrum there. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and tend to have a, a spicy but not harsh flavor. And so folks that like a complex blend that's not overwhelming, uh, I, I, I really push... Uh push uh, Ecuadorian uh, Sumatra cigars. They're just really, uh, really popular right now. The uh, One of my favorites is the Leaf by Oscar. This is a uh, cigar that's actually, instead of wrapped in cellophane, uh, it's actually wrapped in a tobacco leaf. That's so uh, cool. Which, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and so the tobacco leaf, uh, it, it is going to accomplish the same goal as a cellophane, just protecting the, the cigar itself. Uh, probably allows it to breathe a little better, I would think, too. Um but uh, the the Oscar it comes in a bunch of or the leaf by Oscar comes in a bunch of different uh, wrappers. Uh, the Sumatra is by far the best seller uh, at our shop and is just a delicious to just a uh, delicious cigar. Uh, you know, medium to full again a little a little more closer to the medium side, but a great smoke and uh, packed with flavor. If you're a Virginia smoker uh, or, a, or a Virginia Perique smoker, you'll really enjoy it. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah. Chris, great question. And hey, if you've got a pipe question or a cigar question as it relates to pipe questions, uh, be sure to send those in to us. Show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick Quick fire fire with the squire. squire. Quick fire with Joe. Ow. All right, man. We got some great quick fire questions in going through Morton, the listener formerly known as Sundevi. Poor Morton. No, this is the great Morton. 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 Poor Morteen. I said formally known as. No, you did. You, you did. Although I guess I put it under the Sundevity as you, you, you did. The whole thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, no, I could call good. him MS, but I feel like that probably wouldn't be good. I, it's probably not good. No. Uh, all right. So here's the thing. Here's, here's what he's got. We're going through his list. It's really good. Ready? Yeah. All right. Scotland or Ireland? Oh. I know. What? Oh. Dang, That's man. tough. That's tough. God, really? Have you ever been to either? I've been to Scotland. I'm going to say Scotland. I love Scotland. I've never been to Ireland. I'm not as familiar with it. I yeah. probably, you know, I, I I have lineage from both. Uh, I'm probably more Irish than I am Scottish, but uh, I have an affection and a, an affinity for Scotland. Uh, you know, just its history is fascinating to me. Um, Ireland's history is fascinating too. I I, I don't know, but I, I'm just my familiarity is gonna gonna put me in the Scotland camp. Yeah, I can't I, believe he would ask that. That's it, awful. That's a tough question. It's like yeah, choosing I, I don't know between two of your favorite champagnes or something. I mean, you can't do that. Uh, yeah, I, you know, whichever's cheapest. Uh, so, <laughs> so for me, man, uh, yes, I'm I'm more Scottish than Irish. I am both as well, but uh, more Scottish than Irish. I've never been to either, but I've been making plans to go to you'll Scotland. Fi- you'll fix that one day. Well, that's yeah. the thing. So I, I, yeah. It's one of those things. Since since I've prioritized going to Scotland over going to Ireland, I kind of feel like I have to choose that one. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with Scotland. I can't, but we just really made a bunch of uh, Irish people extremely angry. We love we love the Irish. We'll, we'll probably have a bunch of like sheep we'll, we'll, poo we'll buy, no, uh, we'll, mailed to us. <laughs> we'll buy you whiskey when when you come on over, and then we'll all fight about it. It'll be great. No, that's, that's right. That's what yeah. the Irish like, right? That's that's they Whiskey it. and fighting? That's, that's what they want. And, and uh, Catholicism. And Catholicism. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Hail Mary full of... Um, yeah. So just stop right there. <laughs> hey, my my family is like largely. No, I, I know. Yeah, I can make that joke. That's good. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Hans Christian Andersen or the Brothers Grimm? Uh, 
Yeah, I'm gonna go with Hans Christian Andersen really? okay. because because uh, there is a Stanwell pipe series uh, based on him. Every one of those pipes is a convertible church warden slash regular size pipe, and so uh, with uh, Hans Christian Andersen pipe, you get um, you get you get both. You buy one pipe, and it's convertible. It's kind of cool. Was he uh, was he a pipe smoker? Uh, that I do not know. That's interesting. Yeah. It may have just been inspired by it. Him. May, yeah, it may, have, to look it may into have been. That. I have to look into that. Um, well, if, had he been, that might have put him over the edge for me. But no, I'm going to go with the Brothers Grimm. The Grimm's Fairy Tales, man. Like That's, yeah. that's such a, a, a classic part of Americana, despite the fact that obviously they're not necessarily all American in origin. Like I I, I love the uh, the Grimm's Fairy Tales. So you got to go there. Brothers Grimm. Okay. All right. Hardback or paperback? Uh paperback I, I used to be a hardback guy because they just look so good on the shelf they right really do it, yeah. they really look good on the shelf it's like look how impressive i am but the um the um the reader in me appreciates a paperback more because it's more uh malleable i can abuse it more and uh you know fold the covers back and you know bend it if i need to it tends to be a little smaller and so uh, if you're reading uh you know while uh, in bed or something or you know it's just a little more easily to easy to uh to access that's good yeah. uh for me if it's a book hardback and specifically i always take the cover off like the the yeah i hate yeah. those things uh and if it's like a graphic novel like a like a comic book or something like that yeah. always paperback, paperback i yeah. cannot stand hardback graphic they even novels. make yeah i didn't I guess it's they a make, thing they make uh graphic novels in in hardback i just you know always think of them as a you know paper a anyway. lot of a lot of people actually prefer the hardback but i just yeah. I, I can't do that yeah uh, and then finally potato chips or chocolate chocolate i love chocolate yeah i i i love I love chocolate. Yeah. I love, I love chocolate. There are specific chocolates I don't like and specific chips I like. So I guess I got to go chocolate from that standpoint. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Gosh. I, 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 I love potato chips, but I love chocolate. Dude, it is, uh, it's s'more season, too. You get a you yeah, know, no, that's right. bar of chocolate yeah. throwing on. You, you, look, there is nothing better <laughs> this time of year than a fire pit, some s'mores, a glass of whiskey, and your favorite pipe tobacco. Dude. That is, that is like whenever I think after hearing all of what you just said, I need to smoke a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. That though. was an overload of like just amazingness. Yeah, beauty. Yeah, like this is that's, the thing. That's, that's good. This is that time of year. So like the kids are always like like pressuring us. Like, oh, can we do a fire pit tonight? Because they know that means s'mores. Yeah. And so when the when the temperature is like perfect for it, we absolutely do. But we make sure that they have everything done so that as soon as they eat their s'mores, they can go straight to bed. And me and my wife can like chill outside, and I get my bust my pipe out and get some whiskey. Oh, yeah, it's so good, man. Oh, that's good. It's that's good. Great quick fire <laughs> questions in again from Morten uh, Mortensen Devi, uh, <laughs> formerly known as and still known as. Oh, that's me. right. Uh, and uh, yeah, so if you've got some quick fire questions, we'd love to, to hear those. Send those in. Show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Your thoughts, your comments. Listener feedback. Listener feedback this week. Uh, man, we got some great listener feedback. Doug Owen, love Doug, uh, wrote us kind of a bit of an essay. And normally I like to uh, to, to kick us off by reading some, some of these, but... I also love to throw it to you and give my voice yeah, is no, kind of out. That, I'm gonna throw this good. one. To you. I'll I'll take the bullet on this one, man. Of course, we love hearing from Doug. Uh, your Kirsten presentation was great and hit close to home. When we ran our tinderbox in Portland uh, back in the 1970s and 80s, we were constantly inundated with requests for Kirsten pipes, mainly from folks who had heard about the pipe from fellow pipe smokers. Being a rather snobbish Briar and Meersham smokers, uh, we would usually dismiss such inquiries as just another trendy fad. But guess what? Upon further research, it turned out that the darn pipe design was a bit of genius by this professor who did a lot of work for Boeing. Uh, the Kirsten family had their own retail outlet in Seattle, which is still there, I believe, owned now and operated by Professor Kirsten's daughter and or granddaughter. I don't know which. J.D.'s comment on the used Kirstens is right on. Uh, one of the big problems with buying a used Kirsten is that the parts were made in Seattle, I believe, in the old days, but now the parts are outsourced, so... Uh, in particular, those O-rings, which probably ha- uh, have to be replaced in an estate Kirsten, uh, will not be the same size as the O-rings in a new Kirsten. Interesting. I, I was not aware of that. Uh, also, I'm not sure of this, but the threading uh, for the bowl on the new pipes may not be the same size either. Uh, plus, if the pipe has been sitting around gathering dust for 10 or 20 years, the threads may have corroded. Uh, but a new one, if you want the Kirsten experience, uh, you should buy. Uh, the shop in Seattle is a great source and has a nice selection of tobaccos as well. I don't know about humidifying uh, with shower 
<laughs> I don't know about humidifying with shower water, Bo. Uh, talking about uh, our reference last week to rehumidifying your tobacco in your in your shower I should uh, while, while drinking out. wine. Was see, that was that it? See, Doug, um, Doug, you've always been my. I don't edit. But he, he says, but you might end up with unwelcome flavoring agents uh, steaming through the air. Uh, again, you know, the Bath and Body Works shampoo. Yeah, no, we, we yeah. all know you use uh, those products as well. Listen, so, uh, bath salts and just, bath bombs just, are amazing. Just saying, not just puffing. for ladies, fellas. <laughs> you're doing this to yourself i mean you, you sit here we're here we are country squire radio we're talking about all these delicious tobaccos and awesome pipes and how to rehumidify some of your favorite tobaccos and and you're gonna bring bath bombs in listen is, I, that, is that the rest of doug's that's uh, it all right that's, that's it listen i just found a soap bar that is coffee and pipe tobacco no, I did. It was, it was, a, it was at the. Um, no, that, that's that's good. At Whole, at Whole Foods. So, someone actually came in the shop. Uh, this was a couple of years ago, and was like, "Hey, I saw this in the store and thought of you." It was a it was a bar a, a stick of deodorant that was tobacco <laughs> smell, and, and and I was like, I, I mean, I received it and I was thankful for it, and 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 it's at the shop, and you know that's great. It's just I I saw this and thought of you. Tobacco has a pleasant <laughs> aroma, like tobacco like, deodorant. For the most part, tobacco is like so. There oh, it is, does. We love to the smell. Of tobacco, and on top obviously. of that, for for those of us who are with significant others that may not appreciate. Uh, the more um, abrasive smells that yeah. come with being a pipe smoker. Yeah. Uh, having methods of cleaning yourself that also have kind of that flavored tobacco like scent to it is actually a nice way to like subtly like work in like positive vibes with the smell. The psychology being. No, that makes sense. That's yeah. right. That, that, that I'm, secret, I'm secretly a genius. <laughs> or someone is. And I've just tapped into it. It's so out of control. We also have uh, Dro22, uh, I'm sorry, Dro225 who says, I just got into pipes and read instructions on watched and, and watched how-to videos. I saw some down-to-earth tips and some real uh, pretentious comments too. What I like about your advice is that you give details on your ideal model uh, as well as re- as well as realistic model too, and gave us the freedom to navigate in between. I'll still uh, I, I'm still practicing lighting my pipe and have no shame about relighting with a bic and continue and continuing my smoke. Again, that's from Joe two two five over on th- YouTube. Thank you for that. That's you know I think you nailed what we want to be. We have our preferences. There are things I like to do that Absolutely. I think are more sophisticated. But my goal. Uh, as a tobacconist on the other side of the counter is to is for you to smoke your pipe <laughs> and, it, and, it, and if smoking your pipe means that you're going to use a Bic lighter and uh, a rusty nail for your tamper uh, then that's that's what I want you to do so in, that's great in general anytime we're talking about kind of practice you know best practices or something of that nature, sure like, yeah you know I, I never really thought about it and maybe you have because you know more often than not in fact all the time that's really that's your knowledge that's coming forward but you do have such a great way of presenting here's the ideal here's what they're you know they tell you that you're supposed to do or here's what i do as a professional however rusty nail you know like you still <laughs> golf tee exactly yeah. <laughs> you're still like you know anything at a pinch and let's talk about what those look like you've always been good about that man that yeah. I, I love how he was able to catch that and, and put that into words because oh, i think good. that's accurate yeah uh r- real quick from tw- twitter uh of course uh, we had a lot of fun last week with our uh friend uh rachel fiss who is the uh wife of Byron Fist. Oh yes, and of course they uh, that you know anniversary. He chooses to come to uh, Mississippi on a work trip so he could visit the Squire. Right, uh, <laughs> and uh, and Byron actually left us a gift at the shop with a beautiful note. I'll I'll try to uh, bring that next week so we can read uh, read that. Uh, Rachel is tweeting into us right now, and she says, "Hey guys, thank you all for the husband anniversary shout out last week. He loved it. If <laughs> as if that wasn't enough, we're on our anniversary trip to Boston and Portland." Uh, with friends, and he couldn't miss today's show. Oh man, what's I th- up? I think he's a fan, and of course, uh, she tweets in a picture of of him uh, <laughs> drinking a flight of beer and watching us when he's uh, next to Cheers. Ne- next to what I'm assuming is his uh, his beautiful wife. So uh, anyway, that's um, that that's that's hilarious. I got to make mention of this too, if y'all. <laughs> If, if y'all just caught it on YouTube, go back and, and listen to the actual podcast because uh, Mike, who produces our show, does the post-production and editing, put in some slow jams with that. that yeah. I, I think you'll really yeah, enjoy it. So you, br- you probably already heard it, but if you haven't, some nice jams. go back and catch that one on the podcast because it's, uh, <laughs> it's even better in post-production. But congratulations to you both. And uh, yes, cheers. And man, go 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 hug your wife, oh, that's man. That's right. Go, go, go show yeah, her put, some love. Put, put the earbuds down and, and drink your beer and, and, and hang out with your wife on your vacation. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, others from the Really Odilio, new tobacco blend uh, from the Country Squire, Choke a Donkey. 
mean, uh, which, which is uh, you know maybe there's a maybe there's a future in that. See, yeah. I want to see a meme of John David yeah. Cole choking a donkey now. Well, That's <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Russ Hicks, uh, he says, "quote Boss, are you watching YouTube <laughs> oh again gosh. at work?" Uh, me, Russ. Yep, it's the new it's the new time for the Country Squire Radio Live Show. Boss, you know this is a tobacco-free zone. Me, yes, sir. That's why the hosts aren't smoking anymore. <laughs> well, that's going to end soon. I feel the shade through that one. That's going to end soon. So, uh, I mean, we love your boss. We're thankful for you for you having a job. That's why you get to watch it on YouTube and not uh, bring it to work, right? right. So you can kind of have your cake and uh, and eat it too. I know we um, should actually advertise to companies that that have no like smoke-free zones. So the goal is like, well, look, they, they can't have their traditional smoke. That's free, right. So let them get their yeah. Cake. Let the yeah. They can tune in. And 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 vicariously I enjoy. enjoy. I don't that. think that would uh, that would work. Uh, our our dear friend Brian Levine. This was yesterday. Brian's actually having a, a small operation today. He's undergoing his uh, his first colonoscopy. Oh. And uh, and asked uh, for our thoughts and prayers. And so um, and then we traded some jokes about that. And it was uh, funny and inappropriate. But uh, <laughs> Brian yesterday uh, said his uh, spooky tobacco is Bob's chocolate flake and English aromatic Latakia and a heavy casing. Yuck. The one time I tried to smoke it, I couldn't get it lit and then dumped it out in an ashtray where it smoldered for almost an hour. Uh, and, and I have tried Bob's chocolate flake and it is uh, it's disgusting. You know, you know how um, surgeons will typically like play music while they're operating. Yeah. Well, so I I contacted Brian's doctor and I bribed him like forty bucks. <laughs> I, you know, I was like, look, time this right and just crank Country Squire radio. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's good. It'll I figured him, if he's uh, going to be in pain anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's uh, I think that's right. Well, good stuff, man. Well, great feedback. We always love getting these in. You know, a great way to actually send some feedback is to head over to iTunes and write us a review. If you've never done so before, it's really quick and easy to do. It doesn't cost you a dime. And it's a great way to help people know how great the show is. If you feel the show is great. If you don't, why are you listening to it? Uh, also, yeah, don't leave a review. Don't, yeah, certainly. Yeah, don't leave a review. Uh, also, you know, another great way to help the show, if you are willing to spend a few dimes, is head over to the Patreon account at patreon.com slash countrysquireradio, where you can go so far as to become a uh, club member at the, uh, the Squire and Pilgrim level. Or if you just want to donate a dollar per episode, that goes a long way to ensuring the longevity of this show. Uh, yes, there's been some changes in, in when it comes out in terms of the live show, but you do get the live show. <laughs> you know That's I mean? right. Like this. That's we, right. We make sure to present you with that content every single week without fail, even on holidays. And as you are enjoying this for the podcast listeners on Halloween, may we offer a very sincere trick or treat and... Uh, uh, happy Halloween to you. Happy Halloween. Exactly. Yeah. Be sure to wish us happy Halloween as well. Head over to uh, Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at the real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore country squire. And of course the show's handle is at squire radio. You can also find us on Facebook, both Twitter and Facebook at the very top of both accounts have the details for the Thanksgiving custom Cobb competition. So if you've not done so already, head over there, review the, uh, the rules and regulations, all that kind of good stuff and get those pipes in quick. Remember, we do have to get those in by November the 12th here at the Country Squire. So can't wait to see what you guys have uh, to uh, offer up for that. I think that's going to do it for us, that's man. That's it, man. Shoot, this week is pipe night. If you're in the area, if you're a couple states away, man, take the trip. Come on over. We'd love, to, love to have you smoke those spooky tobaccos and... Um, Everyone have a safe, uh, a safe and fun week with uh, with yourself and your kids. I'm hoping that I'm gonna I'm gonna be better by then. You know, we're we're supposed to get some rough weather on on Halloween, which is unfortunate because I love trick or treating and all the the kids coming by and passing out the candy and everything. Uh, but on top of that, too, like you know, if, if if I'm not like up to to full full power, so to speak, I'm not gonna I'm, like I can't like torture my my poor throat while <laughs> while it's trying to heal. You, you, you can. Well, I can. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably. It only comes once a year, Bo. I, yeah, but but yeah. my voice is literally it's the money maker. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> I gotta true. Got to be careful about that. <laughs> but one way or the other, man, I'm hoping I'll be healed up. One way or the other, I will be there. I can I can guarantee that. That's great. But if uh, if the voice goes out, uh, or if the voice doesn't come fully back, then I may not be. be <laughs> Wait, man, let's go have a day. See you, brother. Listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com.